Welcome to Man to Man Podcast. Before we begin our episode, we gotta shout out Anchor for making this podcast even possible. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free, easy to use for recording and uploading your episodes, and the best part, they distribute the podcast for you so you can be heard on places like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It also allows you to make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast, all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the very first episode of Man to Man. This is a weekly podcast about the NBA. I'm your co-host, Andy Elliott. Alongside your co-host, Liam Nash. What's up, guys? This podcast is something that we've talked about for a while now, being huge NBA fans since we were little kids, but we finally just decided to pull the trigger with the start of this NBA season. So we hope to reach basketball fans from all over, provide insights on the league, and try to entertain you along the way. So let's get after it. Liam, we're going to go right into the offseason here. Obviously, some big key trades, really bizarre. I mean, what do you think, with, especially with the two L.A. teams, um, you know, Clippers and Lakers, what do you think about both those? Yeah, I think uh, it's going to be a good mesh, two superstars on each AD, kind of making his presence known there, stepping into a L.A. Laker uniform. Gets probably the best coach along the way, too, playing alongside uh, LeBron James there. Paul George and Kawhi, definitely a good team up there. Um, both kind of the same player there. A two-way scoring, all-around good players. I think they'll mesh pretty well. But yeah, it's going to be exciting for uh, the L.A. Uh, fan base there, either for the Clippers or the Lakers. Yeah, and especially with the Warriors taking a back seat this year, there's really no, I guess, franchise, like dynamic franchise anymore. The Warriors from you know 2015 to 2019 now looks a lot different obviously losing a core group of guys um, you know KD and even Clay Thompson being hurt this year losing Iggy DeMarcus Cousins uh, you know unfortunately didn't win, didn't win a ring over <laughs> at the Warriors so went to LA and actually got hurt again you know moving on Livingston got hurt or Livingston actually retired excuse me Jordan Bell went over to the T-Wolves and Quinn Cook also went over to the Lakers yeah I mean their roster is still pretty strong if you look at just player-wise. That's who's still on there. Still got a MVP, a couple of All-Stars. Obviously, uh, Clay's not going to play this year, but I, I wouldn't count them out until later on in the season when or if they fall apart. But definitely don't count them out. So my question is, when it comes to the Rockets and the Warriors, I don't know, they're, they're probably going to meet each other somewhere in the postseason once again. Is it going to look a little bit different this year? Yeah, I will say hot take alert right here. I think the Rockets could push into the finals this year. I think they'll they'll face up against Clippers or Lakers or the Warriors. And if they can get past one of those teams and push into the Western Conference finals, I think they got a good shot to, to go ahead and push right on to the finals. Wow. Big if, though, Westbrook and, and Harden have to find out 
their chemistry and how they're going to work together being those two ball-dominant players. I think Big F is one of the guys gets hurt, and then the other guy just says, hell yeah, now I can get my 50-piece. Right. But, yeah, I think it, <laughs> I think also it could be just a race between the two players to see who can get the most triple-doubles, too. That could be their season, and nobody will talk about them in the postseason. But, yeah. So what about the Celtics losing Kyrie? I don't know. I think it was time for Kyrie to kind of move on from the Celtics. Couldn't get it done there. Um, obviously got a big opportunity to play with KD over in Brooklyn. But yeah, I think Kimba kind of stepping up in that role, coming from a small market team into a big market team like the Celtics. We can kind of figure out what Kimba is now in the NBA, you know? Yeah. I feel like the Celtics have a curse from the last couple of seasons. You know, you go from IT and then you try to, you know, make the point guard situation happen with Kyrie, and then he's almost a cancer in the locker room, especially postseason, it sounded like. And now it's Kimba, so, you know, I just hope that Kimba does well, and I hope it's not a, a reoccurring situation over over in Boston. I would agree with that. Losing Al Horford, too, he was a guy that kind of did it all for him there. Big presence around the rim, big leader. I mean, he's a veteran now in this league, knows how to win, can uh, – glue everybody together there it's going to be a challenge for Kimba now that they brought him on but I'm excited to see who the real Kimba is now that he's at a contending team yeah you know alongside a a multitude of other young talent from the draft we'll get into that a little bit later on but you know we got to talk about our beloved Indiana Pacers we're just going to briefly touch up on them adding Jeremy Lamb Malcolm Brogdon both TJ Warren and TJ McConnell in the absence of Victor Oladipo with these guys, I mean, how soon can this chemistry develop? Yeah, I think bringing in somebody like Malcolm Brogdon from the Bucks, good feel for the point guard position. Young, talented, pretty much what the Pacers needed from a point guard perspective. Not to say Collison was bad, but Brogdon definitely, uh, potential-wise, could be a superstar in this league. It'll be uh, interesting to see this preseason how they uh, mesh with the whole chemistry thing. All right, man, let's go on to the draft. So, I mean, obviously we're going to skip over Zion. Everybody knows Zion's going to be a freaking beast uh, unless he gets hurt. Ja Morant, second pick, what you thinking? Definitely underrated for a second pick. I think Zion took most of the the clout in the draft. Everybody was hyped up on him. It'll be exciting to see what he can do down there in Memphis and kind of follow in the footsteps of Mike Conley leaving there and Kind of rebuilding that Memphis team from the ground up. Yeah, as long as he's protecting the McNuggets from Grayson Allen. So, R.J. Barrett, number three. (laughs) 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 All right, R.J. Barrett, overrated, underrated? Probably underrated as well. My question to you is, though, potential-wise, is it good for R.J. to be in New York as an organization that we have seen struggle in the last I don't know, eight to ten years. Well, it's sad because R.J. Barrett is very underrated, but the Knicks organization is very overrated. You look at the two prior draft picks from you know 2018, 2017, both round one, both ninth pick. You got Dennis Smith Jr. went in 2017, and then 2018 Kevin Knox. I mean, these guys were really good. Kevin Knox coming out of Kentucky, I think DSJ, what Louisville. I mean, they're just shadowed by the overrated organization. So I know DSJ is actually on another team, but at least for Kevin Knox, it doesn't seem like he's getting as much hype just because the organization, like I said, is overrated. So I guess we'll see what happens. RJ definitely will be in the starting lineup. Yeah, for real. All right, we've got a huge sleeper in the draft this year. 
Yeah. My sleeper here is uh, Carson Edwards, man. I think perfect role for him, following behind Kimba Walker. Definitely one of the biggest sleepers. Be exciting to see how he fills into uh, their organization, especially backing up Kimba. I think Carson Edwards is definitely, in the first couple seasons, is going to have a lot of lows, but I think he's going to have a lot of highs, right? You know, he's pure shooter from Purdue. Now, I will say... With his highs, along with his highs, I don't think he's going to reach his Taco Fall high. Taco Fall is, is one of my sleepers. Ah, also from the Celtics. I see. I see this. What do you think about my guy Taco? I mean, he's a, he's a sleeper for sure. As long as he's not sleeping through the games, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't even know what that means, but I agree. But yeah, I mean, if he, if he can develop his skill, especially being that tall... Obviously, is going to be good for him. I mean, you're seven six plus or whatever he is. Well, he doesn't want to continue hitting his head on ceilings. We'll we'll have to we'll have to figure out some living arrangements for this guy if he, he wants to continue. But yeah, I think he's definitely uh definitely in a couple of years. Um, we'll look back and say, you know what, that could have been the biggest steal of the draft. You know? Yeah, right. All right. <laughs> All right, what about Kobe White, man? Kobe White, lottery pick, young stud in the wall. I mean, who knows how tall he is with his hair all crazy like that. But what do you think about Kobe's? Kind of same with Ja there in Memphis. He gets the reins of a new, young organization from day one. I'm just excited to see what he actually can bring to the floor. He's athletic, can shoot the ball as well. Very good passer a solid point guard in this league if he continues to develop. All right, I know we were talking about a little bit how good of a shooter Carson Edwards was. Let's go ahead and get into the preseason. What about Curry lighting it up? I mean, debut game, 40-piece over the Wolves. Yeah, kind of what I said earlier. I mean, you can't count out the Warriors until or unless you beat them. But yeah, I think that was Curry's just excitement to get back on the floor, but also a little chip on his shoulder to all the fans out there and all the haters to kind of say, you know what, I don't have Clay, I don't have KD, but I can uh, come out here and drop 40 at will if I want. Was someone hitting up uh, Aisha's DMs or something like that night before? Is that why he had 40 or is, I don't, I don't know if that's, who was he mad at? I mean, it's a preseason game. I think he was just excited, dude. Excitement to get back on the floor, man. I think that's all it was. I guess right before, no, not November. But listen, LeBron and AD going 37 points combined preseason. Davis, 22 points, you know, grabbing 10 rebounds, went 9 of 6 shooting. LeBron only, you know, Cinco, cinco plus a Cinco plus another Cinco total. 15, yeah. I think that's where his numbers will be a lot this year. 15 to 20 points, more of a triple-double average for sure. Just because he's taking on that point guard role, you know, kind of letting Anthony Davis, you know, do heavy scoring and probably just going to feed him down in the post most of the time and say go to work. Is Zion eating his veggies? His veggies. Why is that? Why, why are you asking that? 29 points. And I wasn't surprised, but it was a headline there. He shot, what, 12 of 13 from the floor? I mean, that's hard to do no matter what, right? At any level. I think it was as expected, but was definitely a headline to see him Almost reached a 30 clip in his debut. but This is actually really funny. I don't know why I just saw this, but you know Zion actually grabbed the very last Popeye's hot chicken sandwich? Really? I just tried some of those the other day. They're pretty fucking good. I'm <laughs> 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 not going to lie. I, would, I, don't, I don't mind him grabbing the last one. As long as he's sharing it with me. Yo. 
the hell are you talking about? <laughs> now there was there was a thing where like Drew Brees had told him if he gets like twenty five points, he had the last like Popeyes chicken. Then like <laughs> literally Zion DM Drew Brees right after that on uh, <clears throat> AIM and told him to get <laughs> told him to get Popeyes chicken. <laughs> <laughs> that shit must have been gold, right? Oh, uh, no, nah, it was silver. But listen, bro, we're going to get into it. <laughs> All right, bro, let's get back it's into silver. it. What about Simmons, man? He ain't got no Popeye's chicken sandwich, but I know he might have a green light when there might be three seconds left before the half. Yeah, he hit his first three, didn't he? <laughs> In his career? Yeah, bro. Is Does that mean he gets the green light now or what? Uh, I, think, I don't think he's got green light. I mean, the other team's going to give him the green light, right? But, I mean, yeah, he's been working on his game a little bit this summer, but, I mean, he also, what, dates Kendall Jenner, so I don't know how much ball he's actually playing in the summer. <laughs> All right, Lonzo's shot, man. Lonzo's shot is LeVar ball happy. I don't know what's going on. I mean, Lonzo airballed a free throw in his preseason debut. Last year, he actually did the same thing, but it was a three-pointer. He's got a, I think he was, yeah, I don't know. Did he watch Reggie growing up where Elbow was like supposed to be out? He thinks that anybody can do that just because Reggie did? Or is he actually fixing his shot? Uh, probably not, considering that he shot three for 10 in his debut. That's bad. Um, I think he just needs to change his shot altogether if he wants to actually be respected as a shooter in this league. He's a hell of an athlete. Don't get me wrong. He's a great point guard, but. If I'm the defending coach, I would just say, you know what? Let this man shoot. That's like the worst when you're just at the top of the key, wide open. You just hear somebody on on the sideline. Let him shoot, man. Let him shoot. I mean, once Lonzo fixes it out, once he figures it out, he will, you know, have a little bit more confidence. Obviously, coming from L.A. last year, you know, he had a lot of high expectations to fill, being the number two pick. And then, you know, he got hurt as well. So, I guess we'll see what happens with Lonzo. We're going to go into our Pacer segment, guys. Uh, we're not going to try to do this every single episode. Who knows? We might. But, again, as diehard Pacers fans our whole lives, we got to talk about them just a little bit in our opening episode. Just quick rundown of Game 1. OT win. Big, uh, big showing from TJ Warren with 30 points. Pretty exciting first game for the Pacers. Along with Game 2, kind of rested the starters a little bit more see kind of what the bench was just because it was a back-to-back game. Lee's Johnson, big showing from him, 17 points. Aaron Holiday, making an appearance for us too, 16 points. Kind of found his role there. Aaron Holiday's got some some big shoes to fill as well. I mean, being another first-round draft pick. I don't know if I'm sold on Aaron Holiday yet. Uh, at least he's not the worst of the brothers. But, I mean, we'll see what happens with Holiday this season. He definitely needs to uh, make a jump this year for the Pacers. Um, yeah, so we won that one. Game three against the Bulls. Another strong showing from uh, TJ Warren. One thing I must say about Sabonis this year, he needs to be our, our double-double guy. I need him at 11, 12 rebounds at least a game, especially playing alongside Turner, who's not really been known to be a rebounder. But, but yeah, he had 14 rebounds in that game, so that was a good showing. We saw a glimpse of Brogdon in this game as well, show us what we paid for in the offseason, 14 points. And then in game four, saw the first sighting of Goga. What do you think of that one? I don't know, man. I mean, there's that funny picture of Goga, like not having any reporters ask him any questions because obviously he was next to Zion. Maybe that's just motivation for him. I honestly hated the pick. 
I don't know who Goga is. Apparently he played, you know, overseas already before, so he does have some professional experience. I don't know. Goga? I mean, better than TJ Leaf, right? I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. I like that pick for us, though. Big guy. He's. You just think he's cute, don't you? Oh, uh, don't do all that, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that's a good pick. Big guy, man. Got it. Already got professional experience. Probably can step in right away and help this team. Especially when we're starting to bonus and Turner now. Um, we need some backup big guys. A lot of things happening in this preseason. Kind of looking at the draft. Can't wait till the start of the season coming up here in a couple of days. But yeah, um, I think that's a wrap on episode one. Again, thanks for listening, guys. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be talking about week one. We'll be posting episodes weekly, so make sure to uh, check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But if you do want to follow us daily, we are on social media. Our Instagram is at man to man podcast. We also are on Twitter at man to man pod. And again, guys, thanks for listening and catch us next week.